This is Gonzo Gaming Audio Articles. I'm beginning to wonder why it's so much fun to kill people in video games. At its base level, defeating somebody to the point that they can no longer retaliate and don't pose a threat to us is one of the most ingrained social instincts of our species, one developed before we even had thumbs. So the easiest answer is, we kill because it's our nature, and video games are a fantastic window into what we'd like to do. We also like to drive fast cars, fly planes and spaceships, solve puzzles, explore vast, intricate and beautiful worlds, experience danger, and more recently establish emotional relationships with fictional characters. But a huge proportion of games involve killing creatures, monsters, aliens and humans. Just say the words to yourself. Killing spree. In our society, things don't get much more awful. But spoken in the context of Halo, it means bring in the points, bitch. Think of your favourite action games without the combat. Would the movement from A to Z be all that rewarding in that scenario? Why does it play such an intrinsic part of our progression? Personally, I'm not very good at killing. I usually come in the middle to bottom of the leaderboards in a deathmatch. If I can kill two people in a row, it was a good game for me. Maybe I lose focus when I'm bearing down on another player. I get their head in my sights and throw caution to the wind, charging in, desperate for the kill, even though it always gets me the same thing, weakened to the point of death, so that if I do somehow survive, when the next player rounds the corner, I'm a sitting duck, still patting myself on the back for the first kill. On my best games, I shut the hell up, aim for the head, throw grenades, keep near cover, and always have an escape route planned. They don't happen very often. Mostly I just spawn, move into a new area, and take a look around before getting a bullet in the face. I can't separate myself from the reality that behind the polygonal lines of every character in a deathmatch, there's a real person on the other end. I make every altercation a personal battle, holding back on cheap moves and doing the quake dance. You know, the one where you have to keep spinning around to find the other player as you zigzag across one another's eyeline. I do make a conscious effort to pile on the grenades and go in for a quick physical kill when I meet someone I know to be deadly, for all the good that does me. I get intimidated easily by professionals. In solo or co-op experiences, it's entirely different. I immerse myself in the avatar and have absolutely no problem making thousands of video game henchmen's offspring into orphans. On that note, think of just how many lives you have ended in your years of gaming. Imagine watching a series of YouTube videos compiling every kill. It's a frightening thought. In my case, it would be a source of initial nostalgia as I watch every Goomba I've ever stoved the head in of, graduating to the exploding robots in Probotector dispatched by my spherical orange bullets, until eventually I would be tormenting hapless guards in Goldeneye with cruelly accurate limb shots. This would eventually subside into a numbing sensation as every Nazi and Medal of Honor bit the dust and every enemy in my long years of grinding the Final Fantasy games had their HP reduced to zero. All of these actions could be argued as the action of killing and definitely of defeating enemies. The interesting ones would be the handful that required some delicacy or forethought. The marks in the Hitman series, for example, have always been the best dispatched with elegance and discretion. Many are meant to look like they went in an accident. If the developers didn't get me to think about the person, they definitely got me ruminating on the method. And finally, most recently, would come the moral choice murders in games like Heavy Rain, Fable 2, Fallout 3 and Grand Theft Auto 4, themselves full of alarmingly casual slaughter of non-named characters. Those are the ones that just stick in our minds the most because we often get to know that the subject's at least a little beforehand. It's moments like these that add a depth and complexity to the act of killing another human being that, while still only a shadowy reflection of the ethics of reality, go somewhere to divert in the deluge of cheap massacres that have subsisted ever since the first 8-bit little guy shot another with a pixel-sized white bullet. I can see inside you the sickness is rising It seems that all that was good has died Oh no, the world is a scary place 
that you've woken up the demon in me. I can honestly say by those parameters I may have killed more individuals than most war criminals. The final hours of this hypothetical YouTube bloodbath would leave me wondering why I do it so much. Significantly, I don't enjoy games like The Condemned or Manhunt, the darker, more depressing and oppressive side of gaming violence. I tend to thrive on adventures like Uncharted, the idea of meeting an enemy on the battlefield and using your wits and choice of weapons to take them out of play appeals to me the most. And I suspect a lot of you probably feel the same. The fact that these guys are dying is more of a byproduct of the action mechanics, and it's already been noted that the amount of lackeys offed by Nathan Drake makes him a butcher who should be on the FBI's most wanted list, something which doesn't quite gel with his chirpy treasure hunter in the wrong place plot lines. Either way, these are the actions that can translate neatly into real-world competitive and notably death-free activities like paintball, airsoft and nerf gunning. My only problem there is expense and difficulty of organisation, when I know that Uncharted is there effectively for free whenever I want it. Doing it in real life, painful and exhausting as paintball may be, is still massively exhilarating and tapping into ancient survival instincts and channeling aggression. I recommend it to all seeking fun and bruises. The way games are going, I see NPCs as becoming more lifelike and less easy to just kill randomly. Sure, there will always be monsters and gruesome aliens that are so different to us that it just seems like less of a cold-blooded act, though the developers that can make us care about the gruesome-looking creatures are to be commended the most. But Grand Theft Auto 4 was the first game in that series that saw many of us choosing not to go on a rampage murdering civilians simply because it felt a bit wrong, given the sense of realism. I personally had a problem with Call of Duty World at War because despite the fact that slotting the Hun is endlessly satisfying, I actually respect the Japanese soldiers involved in the Pacific conflict, so it was really hard for me to just shoot and indeed stab them. So we're already at the point where I'm thinking twice about what people I want to kill in games, and the realism and detail can only get better. I envision a day when battering somebody to death in GTA will leave schoolboys playing the game despite the mature certificate sobbing with the horror of the situation and go some way to addressing the imbalance between fiction and reality that the media purport that that very series is blurring. I would also personally like to see all war done away with, and the military units of every fighting force in the world duke it out over Modern Warfare 3 for two weeks to decide the victor. The spoils, territories and oil interests could then be meted out to the winner by a complicit, defeated foe. It's a Star Trek fantasy of a civilization, but honestly, given the choice between that and countless thousands of innocents caught in the crossfire or deprived of limbs, homes and loved ones, not to mention the many young men and women in both military groups who lose their lives every day, I'd say most people would choose the games. And to that 0.5% of people on the planet who prefer it the old-fashioned way, with the bravest individuals of each generation dying in the mud in the name of... whatever... The old men who have never seen a battlefield and thus cannot understand the true nature of war. The aggressive fucks who hide behind self-righteous patriotism as an excuse to be shitty to people who see things differently to them. The fat, wealthy businessmen more concerned with what their shareholders say than what's ethical. And the crazed zealots who murder under some delusion of holy righteousness. I say give them the guns. The bayonets, the mustard gas, the barbed wire, the landmines and the cluster bombs. Let them fight it out old school, World War I style for their ideals, financial gain, martyrdom or whatever the hell they want, while the rest of us are playing Halo. That way, in the words of Bill Hicks, there would be no loss of innocent life. Oh. And thus, with our animal instincts to kill satisfied and the process of war reduced to gladiatorial combat for the dangerously stupid, 
we could explore an endless cavalcade of harmless ultraviolence and Wii Sports together forever. Die.